0: Oh, close church before some people arrive today. John fifteen verse one. Are you there? It says, "I am the vine, and my Father is the husbandman." Verse two. Verse two. Verse two. Verse two. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he project it that it may bring more fruit. Verse 3. Now ye are clean through the words which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. Verse 5. And I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless his word. Praise the Lord. All right. Let me start by saying, thank you, son. Let me start by saying, let me start by saying that uh, every, every growing person, every growing person, every effective person, every futuristic person, Every optimistic person and every person who, is, who has come to the stage of maturity, one thing everybody craves for is fruit. We all crave for result. Everyone wants to have a result. Everyone wants his or life to be a fruit. There is nobody that wants to lead a fruitless life nobody wants to have a life that is not producing no one wants to have a life that is not progressing no one wants to have a life that is not working no one wants to have a life that is not making progress no one wants to have a life that does not make sense everyone craves for uh for for growth for result for productivity for something that uh, will push you and put you in a state and in a position uh, that uh, will attract the attention of the world and that will put you in a place of power and authority. Everyone wants to have a business that is producing. Everyone wants to have a marriage that is working. Everyone wants to have a life that is effective. Everyone wants to have something that is working. You you don't want to have anything to do with anything that is not working. You want progress. You want a blessing. You want result. You want advancement. You want progress rest in your life but sometimes our problem the reason why we do not see what we crave for and what we desire is simply because we are not connected to the right channel we are not connected to the right source and we're not doing life the right way We are not doing life the right way, we are not doing life the way we should do it, hence our productivity is short-circuited. That is why our life is not advancing and progressing the way it ought to progress. And whenever you find yourself in a position where you are putting every effort in life, you are putting every, every, every effort, every strength in life, and life is not given to you what you desire and what you are praying for. It's simply because there is a disconnection somewhere. When you are disconnected from the source, when you're disconnected from the source, you will not get enough life in you. You to be a fruit, ladies and gentlemen. One thing is very important for every man and every woman with desires result. You have to know where you should connect yourself. It is your connection that de- that 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 determines your production. It is your connection that determines your production. If you are connected to the right source, you will be productive if you are not connected you will be dying while others are expecting you to progress it is your connection that determines your progress. If you are not connected to the right source, you will not be able to produce the right fruit. If you are not connected to power, you can't produce power. If you are not connected to the soil of God, you can't produce what you desire. You want your life to produce. You want your life to excel. You want your life to bear fruit. You want your life to become something but the problem is that we are always disconnected from the source and when you are disconnected from the source life becomes a struggle life becomes a place of futility to a life that Is not connected to God, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes we want to connect to people, but ladies and gentlemen, people are limited. You want to connect to your energy, your energy is limited. You want to connect to environment. Environment is limited. Anytime you want to produce limited production, anytime you want to find yourself producing limitlessly, you have to connect to the limitless God. You connect to the infallible God. You connect to the God whose life or whose whose spirit or whose power does not know limit. When you connect yourself to the place in God where there is no limit. When you connect yourself to the place in God where there is no failure. Failure cannot be found in you. Once your life is connected to a man, where the man fails is where you fail. When your life is connected to your environment, when the environment fails, you fail. When your life is connected to the government, where the government fails is where you fail. If your life is connected to money, where money fails is where you fail. But a life that is connected to the infallible God a life that is connected to the source of power, cannot fail. If your life is connected to God, the God who is the owner of heaven and earth, the God who is the owner of productivity, the God who does not know infertility, the God who does not know When you connect to that God, your life starts producing. Am I talking to somebody here? When your life connects to God, your life starts advancing. When your life connects to God, your life starts producing. When your life connects to God, your life starts moving forward. I have never seen a man who connects to God and end up in futility. I've never seen a man who connects to god and end up a nobody i've never seen a woman who connects to god and end up stranded any time you are connected to the lord to the lord to the god of our flesh your life starts producing i pray for you today that you will connect to god i said you will connect to god i said you will connect to god in the name of jesus now when I say connect to God I'm not talking about being born again just being born again because there are people who are born again yet they are disconnected from God born again, yet disconnected from God. They depend so much in the arm of the flesh, thinking they will only succeed by their knowledge, thinking they will only succeed by their power, thinking they will only succeed by their connection. You are not really connected to God. A man that is connected to God is a man whose life is absolutely dependent on God. You know that if God fails you, you are failed. You don't have a plan B. You don't have another plan. You know that if God is not working, then your life will not work. Your life is totally dependent on God. That is the person I came to talk to this morning. Someone who has decided to say, God, I'm connecting my life to you. I'm connecting my all to you. I want God canals to get it done, but I'm going to be the on you completely, ladies and gentlemen. When you find yourself connected to God, absolutely, I'm telling you, your life starts advancing. Show me a man that is connected to God. The enemy may fight him, but he will surely become productive again. Jesus says, "I am the true vine. I father." Is the husband man I am The truver And my father Is the husband man he's the vine his father is the one that takes care of the vine and I am the branches and as long as I am connected to him I will produce but when I disconnect from him I start losing productivity ladies and gentlemen that is why you must always tell yourself and always remind yourself that I am who I am today only by the grace of God when you disconnect me from God I become very useless because sometimes you become very productive and that you begin to think you got it by your power and you connect the disconnect from God and before you know it you start dying a woman that disconnect from God her leaf starts dying her fruit starts dying she stop producing but a person that is connected to the Lord it doesn't matter the wind of life you will surely produce again let me pray for everyone that is connected to God it doesn't matter how down you are today you will surely rise again it doesn't matter how bad things are today you will surely rise again let me pray for you right now that by the power of the living God may you stop producing I said may you stop producing I said may you stop producing. producing may you you start producing in the name of Jesus. Can I have it on the board, please? Put it on the board. May you start producing. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. God of us, too. God of us, too. He says, Every branch, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Take it away. Hallelujah. God, Jesus says He will take away every branch that would not bear fruit. Do you know that there are people who look like they are connected to God, but already God has already disconnected them from Himself because they they are just occupying space of people that will bear fruit? Let me ask you a question since you became a believer. How souls have you brought to God since you became a believer what has been your testimony some of you your testimony people know you as a talkative some of you people know you as a gossip some of you people know you as a slanderer some of you people know you as a murderer some of you people know you as somebody with some kind of with some kind of attitude your testimony is so bad but you are occupied the space on the vine and Jesus says, I will cut you out. There are believers that are only occupying space but no production. leaves looks beautiful and appealing looks attractive and nice but there is no production there is no life in there they are not producing fruit how many people have you spoken to about Jesus since you gave your life to Jesus how many lives have you impacted since you began to serve God or your life is all about talking and all about worrying and all about having problems it is time for you to connect yourself to God and start being productive. There are people who are telling God, Lord, do this for me. Lord, do that for me. But they have never done one thing for God. And you think God is obligated to answer your prayer. You are joking. It's time to say, Lord, what can I do for you? When you begin to do things for God, you don't even have to ask God to do things for you. Like the offering to I said this morning that whatsoever a man soweth, it is what you give to God that he gives back to you. There are people that want to manipulate God into blessing them, but they have never done anything for the Lord, and that is why your blessing is delayed. The blessing is delayed. Because all you want is God. Give me God do for me. Do you have never done anything for God? Instead, people look at you and say, if it's only you, I will never serve God. If it's only you, that is the representation of Christianity. I will never serve God. There are people that God is ashamed to call them his children because of their kind of bad attitude. When the here they look nice but secretly they are evil their heart is filled with wickedness ladies and gentlemen if you are a christian if you are a believer it's time for your heart to be clean it's time for your attitude to be right it's time to get yourself together ladies and gentlemen we want to bear fruit that is why we are believers but jesus says if you don't bear fruit i will cut you out. have you touched who can testify a body of salvation who can talk about your salvation or oh, everybody knows you as a troublemaker huh everyone knows you as a troublemaker everyone knows you as a Christian who does not know her rights or who does not know his right everyone knows you as just a Christian just a Christian a Christian without fruit the Bible says let your words be seasoned with salt that it may minister grace to the hearer there are people you don't want to talk to them. You don't want to spend time with them. Because when you spend time with them, they corrupt your seed. They corrupt what you carry inside. By what comes out of their mouth when they are angry, they can corrupt the seed that you carry. By what comes out of their mouth when they are overexcited, you can kill the seed that you carry. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is looking at you and is asking you, do you want to stay connected to me or you want me to cut you out. The Bible says having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. There are people that look like Christians but within them they are not. Inside of them is another thing but somebody needs to come where you have to tell God Lord I want to be connected to you and I want to become your child I want to be connected to you so that I can be a fraud there are so many people out there that need to hear about Jesus and that should be our responsibility our responsibility is to be a blessing be a blessing to somebody that has to come to the knowledge of the cross be a blessing to somebody that has to rise from dungeon be a blessing to somebody that has not heard about Jesus and let somebody hear about Jesus through your mouth. Let somebody hear about God through you. Am I talking to somebody here? Your mouth is for the gospel. But we have turned our mouth to gossip. We have turned our mouth to to anger. We have turned our body to a sepulcher of evil. i like blessing blessing is good god wants to bless me but if god is blessing me and my attitude is not right and my life is not correct the blessing is useless the greatest blessing of god is the change of life the change of life let me ask you a question don't you have hurt in your heart don't you have unforgiveness in you don't you have some kind of thing inside of you that you need to yourself today and say lord purify me and say lord wash me let me not just occupy space let me bring a blessing to the body of christ let me become an encouragement let me become a blessing to everyone that comes close to me this morning while I was praying, right about 3 a.m. God began to speak to me. He said it is time for my church to come to realization that I am divine. Without me, they can do nothing. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are. If you are not connected to God, there is nothing effective you can do. If you are not connected to God, you may look represented but at the end the day, your leaves will begin to die. The Bible says his leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper and that is he that is connected to the Lord. If you are connected to the Lord truly, your leaves will not wither. You will surely produce. Let me ask you a question. How many seeds have you produced? How many seeds have you produced? How many? How many seeds Have you produced how many fruit have you produced? How many? Listen, this morning I came to I came to shake somebody. Came to shake you. I came to shake somebody to tell you, rise up. You're not just a Christian and you want a blessing, money, wealth. This, but you are not being effective in the hands of God. You're not being effective. What have you done for God in your life since you were born? You want to force God and bend the hand of God to do everything for you. But you are never for one day. Say, Lord, what can I do for you? And that is why you pray you pray a very long time and you're not getting any result. It's time to say, Lord. Then he said, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Not just the Lord to bless me, but let my soul bless the Lord. It's time for me to bless the Lord. Not just the Lord to bless me. It's time for me to bless the Lord. Kabbalah, man. Time to bless the Lord. My soul doth magnify the Lord. What is your testimony? The Bible says, Enoch walked with God and was not. For God took him. All he left was a testimony. The guy left a Testimony. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm not talking about people falsely accusing you of things you know nothing about. I'm not talking about people just talking, slandering you, but I'm talking about you know that you have a good standing with God, you know that you have a good place with God. I mean, I mean, you know you are having you have a proper. walk with God. That is what God is calling us into today. God is talking to somebody here and say, ever since you became saved, what have you done that glorified my name? What, What have you done that glorified my name? Some of you will go to heaven only to realize that there is no house for you. You will sleep on the street of heaven because you have never done anything for the Lord. Your life has just been all about what God can give to you. But You have never affected life. God has never looked down from heaven and shake his head and said, that's my son. That's my daughter. Some of you, if God has to bless you by what you have done for him, you will never get a blessing because there is nothing you have done for him. Nothing. Nothing. Some people have done nothing for God. Nothing. Your life is even making Christians backslide. Your lifestyle is instead of encouraging people to be saved, your life is your lifestyle is making Christians backslide. Phew. kamahada. Let me tell you, there are there are about seven things. I, I like I like using seven, seven things I want to mention before we close today. Amen. I'll be coming from Midrand early these days. Amen. I'll be coming from Midland, early. And will be closing church early so anybody who comes late some people will be coming they're on their way now they're still dressing by the time they get here we have closed it's already to 12 amen but seven things i want to mention number one number one thing i want to mention there are things there are aspects of your body aspect of your life that will that that you are supposed to use to glorify god so that you can begin to bear fruit number one your mind Your mindset. Do you know that your mindset is your life set? You act according to the dictates of your mind. There are people, when you see people do certain things, they do those things based on the makeup of their mind. What is in their mind is what they portray. Your mindset will determine whether you are connected to God or not. Mindset your mindset is a tool is what shows whether a man is connected to God or not if your mind is full of all rubbish, your mind is full of slandering your mind is full of bad report, your mind is full of bad news, you, ladies and gentlemen, you will never have a good life you will never have a beautiful life, if all you think about is evil, think about evil of people. Think about evil about life. Full of negativity. You will never have a good life. Because as a man think it in his heart. That is how his life becomes. Your life moves the direction of your thought. Am I talking to somebody here? If your mind is corrupt. Your body will be corrupt. Your action will be corrupt. Your attitude will be corrupt. Everything about you will be corrupt. If your mind is bad. Your mind, when the mind of a man is in the gutter, everything about him looks like the gutter. The Bible said, To the pure, everything is pure. To the forward, everything is forward. The reason you are suspicious of everybody is simply because you, you don't even trust yourself. Your mind, when the mind is bad, the life is bad. Number two, the tongue. The tongue. The Bible says it is the smallest part of the body, but it sets the whole body on fire. There are people who don't know how to use their mouth. They are Christians, but they don't know how to use their tongue. They can tell. Anything they can say whatever they want to say, they can they they can they can they can do whatever they want to do with their mouth, ladies and gentlemen. This is how James describes a perfect man. He said, A man who can control his tongue is a perfect man. Whoever can control what you say is a perfect man. If you cannot control what comes out of your mouth, you are not perfect, you are still a nephew, a, nephews, a nephews the Greek word means a baby in the things of the spirit but when you are able to control you know exactly what to say and what not to say you know exactly what to allow come out of your mouth and what you should swallow in your belly the Bible says you are mature there are people who can say anything anywhere anytime any day they don't care when you grow in the Lord your mind is connected to your tongue before your tongue releases it your mind will tell you no don't say this one number three action action there are people whose actions are very wrong someone will tell you "You no my mind is good though but even though the action is bad you know i know we do a lot of but when you know that from inside you are from inside is premeditated from inside, you've thought about it. You know exactly what you're doing. The Bible says, Whatever you do shall be done to you. Somebody say amen. Your action. Action. Some of you, when you when you get angry, you don't mind punching somebody. You don't mind hitting somebody. Action what you do Wait. listen to me the bible said be angry but see not let not the sun go down on your rot everybody can get angry but your ability to control yourself that is what the bible calls self-control you control yourself there are certain things you don't do there are certain things you don't allow yourself to do it because you have self-control you can't be angry but you tell yourself i can't mess up here you tell yourself i can't misbehave here I have self-control. Show me a woman that has self-control. I've seen maturity in display. Show me a man that has self-control. I've seen a person the devil cannot joke with. The devil cannot play games with your life when you have self-control. Because no matter how you are tempted, no matter how you are drawn, no matter what is happening, you don't fall for the trap that the enemy set on your life. What is self-control? Self-control is the ability to know what to do and what not to do self-control is the ability to decide what to say and what not to say self-control is the ability to know where to go and where not to go self-control is the ability to determine to make up your mind to decide that there are things that i don't do as a believer show me a christian that has self-control i've seen a person that the devil respects your actions Action speaks louder than words. Your action, heaven is looking at your action. You know, you know. There are there are people, there are there are Christians who, when they're in the midst of unbelievers, even though they are tempted to say or act in a certain way, they just they can't do it because unbelievers are there, because they know that their character might discourage unbelievers. But people without self control. Whether unbelievers they can even be preaching to somebody now, and something happens, they can't even control themselves. You are talking to somebody to repent, but while you are talking to repent, something happens instead of you to control, you don't have it. You don't have you can get angry and act in a very irrational manner. You don't care whether you are losing a soul or not. Self-control is missing in the body of Christ. People don't have self-control, self-control. Self-control is is one of the highest form of maturity. Apart from use, in fact, in fact, everything is connected to self-control. The use of the tongue, the, the thinking of the heart, and whatever the action, everything is connected to self-control. If you don't have self-control, if you not if you don't have self-control, you will blow things up. You, you 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 will miss opportunities. If you don't have self-control, sometimes some things will happen. The anger you not necessary to destroy, but test you. But self-controllessness will. Make you blow up opportunities that God has brought your way to bless you. I've seen people that have lost great things in life because they lack self control. Self control. Self control. Lack of self control is a problem. It's a problem. Number three, what do you do? Or number four, how you relate with others, how you relate with people. Let me tell you something. You must, you must separate your relationship. Separate your relationship. You must, you must give every relationship, you must give it a name. There are people that are your friends. There are people that are your sisters, brothers. There are people that are your colleagues. There are people that are your senior. There are people that are your mothers and your fathers. Young people of these days have no rest, no regard for elders. No, no respect for elders. That's why young people are dying like chicken. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, children obey your parents in the law, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. For this is the first commandment we promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on earth. Children these days, in fact, now they've said we don't shouldn't spank children. So you will see, you will see you will see you will see misbehavior in heavy proportion. Children will be out of control because nobody can spank them anymore, ladies and gentlemen. If you want don't live long. Look for an elder and respect. Respect those ahead of you. Respect those ahead of you. That we are in church and we are Christians does not mean we don't know who is who and who to respect and the regard we should have for people. Christians are so rascalious that we don't have a regard. You come to church, you see somebody big enough, old enough to be your mother. You, you insult anybody, you say anything and listen, there are people, they will say it in your face, but behind you, they will say all manner of evil against you. That is a high level of disrespect a high level of dishonor a high level of disregard and let me tell you something there are things in the spirit that will never respect you if you don't respect those that are ahead of you the bible says the bible says the bible says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty true God to so the pulling of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every other the result is above the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Then it says, having a readiness to revenge every disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Your obedience is fulfilled. Now you have grown so much wings that when your mother talk, you back chat. You don't have sense if you do that. You've lost your mind. You back chat. No regard for elders. When an elder is talking, keep quiet. Christians need to understand this. Speaking in tongues is not enough. Character is important. You know, there are people eh? they will, they, if you are, that's why I, I said the fourth one is about how you relate to people. There are people, when you are talking with them, they will not allow you to talk. While you are talking, they just talk. They, they like there's an issue. You're explaining yourself before you finish you're explaining. Before you finish, they will never allow you to talk. That's a bad. That's a bad attitude. A, a mature person will keep quiet. Listen. Learn to listen. People want to talk more than they listen. The Bible says listening. People don't want to. Learn. That's why we don't learn because we always want. We always have something to say. Listen. Respect those ahead of you. Respect those above you. Respect your mother. Respect your father. Respect the elders. Respect. I see some people in church here. You are, you are a, you are a young, young person. Very young. And an elderly woman comes to you and tells you. You are not dressed properly. You take offense. What's wrong with you? Eh? You take offense. You are doing something wrong. elderly person tells you what you are doing is wrong. You take offense. For what? There are things you learn in church. You will never learn it elsewhere. In, you go through university. University, you will never learn it. It is in church through Bible. Bible will teach you what the world cannot teach you. When you come to... That's what the Bible says, keep your foot. When you go into the house of the Lord. It said, be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. There are times you need an elder. Let me tell you. Do you know? Let me tell you something. Do you know that in those days? Do you know? Do you know why most of you mature people? Do you know why most of you mature people? You know why you're good. The reason you are good and you have good character is because you stayed with your grandmother. These days, when a grandmother, when a woman grows old and becomes a grandmother, they send them to old age home. So the younger generation does not know who to learn from. Anybody that grew with their grandmother, look at their lives. Their lives are always correct. I've, I've met several people. Their character is something to, you love them because of their character. Anybody that grows up with their grandmother, they always have a very good lifestyle. But those of us who have no figure to look up to, those of us who have no body to, we, we get out of control. You know, those things now, your grandmother will clap you. Clap you, correct you. Those who, I'm telling you, those who grew with their grandmother, they, they, they are very okay. I've met several of them. Your grandmother, sometimes you want to go out of the house. Your grand your granny will ask you, where are you going to? He said, mama, I'm going to church dressed like this. If you don't get inside and change that nonsense now. Your grandmother will teach you how to dress. Teach you how to talk. Teach you. There are things you will never learn from people in the street. You will only learn it from, at ho- from home. You will learn it from elders. But these days, there are three things I said. I said there are three things you cannot advise people about. You cannot advise a lady who is in love about a relationship. You cannot advise a rich man who has money about his money. You cannot advise a child about his friend. When you tell a child that friend is evil, forget it. They will never listen to you. They will never, they feel like they know too much. Children. And at the end of the day, when they bring problems to the house, it is the parents that bear the shame. Children no longer, children no longer have, you see, someone, listen. You know, you know, till today, When I'm talking to my parents, I still call them sir, ma. You know why? If my father clap you, you will learn a B-C-D without going to school. (laughs) My father is talking, you are talking. (laughs) I'm telling you, these days, you know, because our our children these these days, no, come on now. You must know that this is your mother. This is your father. They deserve respect and honor. They are not your friends. They are not your colleagues. You want to live long? Do you want to live long? It is time to honor those. Unfortunately, in schools, they teach these children a lot of things. And they come home and they start displaying those nonsense characters. They say, listen, if your, if your mother shout at you, call nine one 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 or whatever. It, it's destroying. The, the society is decaying gradually. If this is how it will continue, the next generation will have nothing to look up to. Praise the Lord. The next one is the kind of spirit you carry. I'm telling you, there are people, they are Christians, but the kind of spirit they carry is very negative. Very wrong spirit. Very, very wrong. The spirit is wrong. The motive is wrong. Everything is wrong. Wrong. Everything is wrong. Wrong spirit. When Jesus sees that wrong spirit in you, what he will do? Cut, cut you off. Because the more he allows the wrong branch to produce, the more wrongs it will produce. Somebody say, man. Come on, somebody say, man. Say, I have a good spirit. Say, I have, I have a good mind. Say, I have a good spirit in me. So the, the spirit is very important. What kind of spirit do you carry? Do you have? What kind of spirit? What kind of spirit? What kind of spirit? Listen to me. That if you if you want to become great, what has made some of us great today is because of the spirit we possessed from from day one. What kind of spirit. There are people that have very bad spirit. I'm telling you, very bad. Listen, you have to pray for God to for God to help your spirit. There are people that carry a very, very bad, very negative aura. Negative spirit. Negative, bad, 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 bad. Anyway, you can tell that this one, the spirit is wrong. Bad spirit. And once Jesus finds that in you, it cuts you off. You see this fan? This fan, if you disconnect it from power, it will keep going. You think there's still power in it. Until after some minutes, you see it to go. Off. That is how a lot of people are. They are still, they are still going, still going, but they are, they are already disconnected from the source of power. Negative spirits, hallelujah. The next one, the next one, is what I call insubordination. Insub- you know what is insubordination? Insubordination is what we call insolence. Insubordination, insolence, disobedience in your mind. The Bible says disobedience is the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion, which is disobedience, is the sin of witchcraft. So, in other words, any person you see who is disobedient is a moloy. A rebellious person is a Moloy. As simple as that. Disobedience. There are people that will never heed to instruction. Never. You tell them what you want them to, what they should do, they already have their own things that they want to do. Disobedience. Disobedience. And it brings a lot of bad spirit. It brings a lot of destruction to a person's life. Now, when we bring it from the home front, from the home front, you see, you have, you have somebody, listen, make sure you have somebody you look up to, somebody you learn from. Very important. though. Very, very important. There has to be somebody you look up to, somebody you learn from. You must have a figure that you that you that you that you just you don't even have to think too, twice. You know that if this person says this, it can be is only right, can never go wrong. But people are so disobedient. Disobedience. So, insolence, insolence to authority, to the laws at home. Even in church, people are so disobedient. Christians are very rebellious. Christians, very very rebellious. In fact, it started in heaven with Lucifer. Lucifer was a rebellious angel. And you know what? You know what? You know what brings rebellion? One of the things that brings rebellion is result. Result can bring a lot of problems. When a person starts seeing results, and it looks like wow. Now, this is it. Rebellion sets in. Comes with arrogance and pride. Arrogance and pride. As soon as there are people, they will need you until they don't need you anymore. As soon as they arrive where they are going, they no longer honor you. They no longer respect you. They no longer need you in their life. So now they let me tell you something. The greatest oh thank you Jesus, the greatest level of maturity, I'm trying to look for a better word. The greatest level of Christianity, good, is how you treat the people you don't need. Because you will always treat the people you need right. How you treat the people you don't need anymore. That is the greatest level of maturity. How you treat people. The people you don't need anymore. How you treat them. That shows who you truly are. How you, who you truly are is shown by how you treat the people you don't need. Rebellions. Rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. Somebody needs to gather yourself again. Look at yourself and ask yourself, where am I this? There are people that will not disobey you in your presence, but in their heart, in your absence, they already know what they want to do. Very disobedient. Jesus said, that kind of a spirit, I cut you out. How I many have I mentioned? six let me give you let me give you the next one this one very very important craftiness people are very crafty there are people who can who can lie in broad daylight very cunning and crafty is bad though very very bad craftiness. The reason the devil entered the serpent is that the Bible says the serpent was the most cunning, subtle, very deceptive. They know how to talk you into what you are not supposed to be talked into. Have a very sweet mouth can talk you into trouble. That's a very wrong spirit to have as a Christian. Very wrong spirit. If your mouth, the mouth that you're supposed to use to be a blessing, but whenever you open that mouth, people are not edified. People are destroyed. Your mouth is a deceptive tool that the devil uses. It's time to check that tongue of yours. Check that mouth of yours. Are you using it to glorify God or are you using it to glorify the devil? There are people that there are people that don't care. They don't care. They, 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 they just use their tongue anyhow. Very, very cunning tongue cunning mind, very evil. The heart is full of evil so the mouth is releasing some kind of deceptive words. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the church to come to the place where you can always say the truth. Be somebody that we can depend on. talking to talking to someone one time say okay this is what that's what you you have to do that or you have to you have to do that and the person lied to me say I'm going to so so and so place I'm doing and as she was talking the Lord told me that she's lying I mean one of the daughters of this church one of the daughters I said, this is do this. No, I'll be, I'm going there. I'm going here. I'm doing And the Lord said, she's lying. I laughed. Two days later, I called. I said, You are, you are, you are a a young girl. You are still growing. Why can you be lying to your spiritual father? Instead, you can say, I won't be able to do it. Why are you lying? You're lying to me. I said, You are lying. He said, Sorry, I was lying. I know I was lying. I said, No. praise the lord you know that people when they lie you believe them you think it's true the mouth jesus says i'll cut you but let me now give you three things that jesus were number 1 productivity if your life can become productive your life can become productive now how how do you become productive how do you become productive let me teach you this how do you become look at me how do you become productive number one you become productive by we know listen one one of the ways in fact one of the ways is that there will be there'll be one or two there'll be one of, or two statements or testimonies about you you know somebody somewhere can attest, can testify that your life has blessed me. That's what the Bible says in John chapter 5 verse 16. It says, let your life so shine before men that they may see your good works and do what? And glorify your Father in heaven. So let me ask you a question. When people look at you, do they glorify God? When they look at your life, do they glorify God when they look at your life? Number 2. What is your space in the house of God? Are you just coming to church and sit down after service you carry Bible and go? What is your space in the house of God? What space do you occupy? I I want uh, let me let me uh, let me let me beseech let me use the word of Paul. Let me beseech all of you. Please everybody look for one look for one ministry in the church and be involved. Look for one. Don't See, don't just be a Christian who, you're just a Christian only on Sunday. <clears throat> you're a Christian only. No, look for one team. Look for one team and join. You know what Christians want? Christians want anything that is very convenient. No, if you want to serve God, really, God will inconvenience you. Yes. Yes. Serving God will inconvenience. It will inconvenience your pocket. It will inconvenience your time. It will inconvenience your plans and your agenda. Let me ask you a question. Why you? Why do you think you are here? You think God created you to make money? God created you to live in a big house? No. God created you to serve Him. The problem is that we have already we have already put our own program. We did not involve God's program in our program. So anytime something happens, like God is interrupting our program. Whereas we are the ones interrupting the program of God. Because God created you. He gave his own program. But you can't. Created your own. And yours comes first. And God's comes second. So anytime God wants you to do something, you say, no, God is inconvenient. Whereas you are the one inconveniencing God's program. Last week I was talking about, this is the heritage of the servants, not children of God. Servants. Not children. Servants. To be a child of God means you are born again. But to be a servant means now you are serving God. There are things you are doing for God. That when God looks from heaven, he sees your fingerprint on the activities in his house. If God have to do some fingerprints, will he find your fingerprint? So so what do you call it? Some fingerprint searching or whatever they call it. Will he find your fingerprint in his house? What have you done for God? It's number two. What have you done for God? What have, what have you done for God? We you are so we are so we don't want anything to disturb our agenda at all what we have planned is what we have planned let not know god will come and mess up your plans allow him to put god in your program put god in your agenda let god's agenda be ultimate let yours be secondary let god's agenda be number one let yours be optional then God will make you the first. If you put God as first in your life, God will put you the first before people. If God becomes number one in your life, he will make you number one in the, among your peers. Am I talking to somebody here? If ever you want God to raise you up, it is time for you to begin to serve him. Number three when you become a tool that disorganizes hell a tool that organized. let me tell you something let me say this to you to you guys do you know that do you know that in in church in church god is depending on not only one person but god is depending on several people there are there are there are strategies the enemy can come with to church the moment the moment it hits the ear of a wise person, it dies. Yeah. But there are some strategies. It, it hits the ears of a foolish person. The person will carry the news and spread it as if they knew it firsthand. There are people that will tell you stories. You think that they are the firsthand. So when you go deeper, and say, no, but they told me. They told me. You can't be a rumor monger. You can't be carrying rumor that you're not even sure of. You should be the one that dismantles the organization of hell. If hell wants to do something in the house of God, let that thing enter your ear. It dies immediately. Because it will not come up from your mouth to another person. You don't spread the news you are not even sure of. Amen. Don't spread the news. You heard that somebody fell and you became the trunk crier to spread the news of the downfall of a person. Eh -eh, You can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. Instead, what a a true child of God would do, go to the person and say, I heard you fell. I came to encourage you. You don't carry it to A, B, C, D. Tell everybody, spread it. That even the person who told you has not even gone that far to spread it. But you have spread it to everybody, even people that are not involved. Wisdom. We have to be wise as children of God. Let's be wise. The enemy is using us to destroy us. (coughs) Using Christians to destroy Christians. Even in your family. There 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 are some family, they have they radio. Anything happens in a the family, they spread it all over the place. You can't do that. You can't spread your dirty linen everywhere you go. There's an issue at home, let it be dealt within the circumference of the family. Don't spread news and, and, and bug people that it does not concern with the news. May God make us the watchmen that any time any bad news is trying to fly into the church, or into the family, you are the first person to hear it and as soon as you hear it, it dies with you. It dies in natural death. It does not encroach into another ear. Praise God. But I tell you, there are some people that are very emotionally unstable. Very, mo- let me tell you, one of the greatest strengths you can ever have is the strength of emotional strength. Emotional strength. Emotional intelligence. The day you become emotionally strong, that no matter how you feel, there are things you know you cannot say. There are things you know you cannot do. Emotionally strong. And let me tell you something. Some There are some things you do. There are some things you... There are some something you are tempted to do it, but you don't do it because you are because of the sake of God or because you're emotionally strong. Once that happens, God increases your strength. Do you know that the anointing it does not only increase based on the level of prayer or the scriptures you know, it increases based on how you are able to handle Christian sacred matters? Sacred matters. There are matters you handled sacredly. Anything happening in church is sacred. Let it be within church. Amen. Let it be within church. If it's happening within your family, let it be within your family. Let it be within your family. Don't 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 spread your troubles all over the place. Tomorrow, when you are fine, the same people you have told all bad news about your family, they are still wondering: you still in that family? You mean you mean you mean you are still? you spread about your family? So anytime you find yourself tempted to do certain things, control yourself. Control. Control yourself. That shows that you are a child of God. That's something I said here some time ago. I said, if, if you have a problem in church, don't take it to your family members that are not Christians. Because the day you want them to come to church, they will never come. Because they will tell you, you've told us all the bad things they do in your church, and you want me to come and. He said, if that your church is the only church that leads to heaven, I'm not going. Because for sure, your family will always have issues. You always have. Don't carry your problems and. No. No, no, no. But do you know that there are people who gossip their mother to other people? Yes. There are people who gossip their father to other people. There are people who gossip their pastor. Yeah. There are people who gossip me. <laughs> I'm telling you. it's wrong, oh. it's wrong, very wrong. And you want me to bless you, I'll lay hands on you and pray for you. But behind me, you are saying a lot of nasty things. I can't bless you, it's a problem. You want your mother, your mother that carried you, you are gossiping your mother to other people. <gasps> for what now? For what? Why do you do that? You gossip your father. Some people even gossip their siblings. Some people even gossip their children. <laughs> no, 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 it's very bad, though. very. Bad. I'm telling you. Some people don't have. Some people don't have shame. You just. You don't even know. You gossip your. No, you are telling everybody about the wrong things happening to you. No, you don't do that. You don't. You don't do that. I'm not saying if you like. If you have an issue, you bring it to me for prayers. That's different. But I mean, taking the news everywhere, telling everybody, "Oh, my, my, this is that. Oh, my mother is that. Oh, my father." No, it's wrong. It's wrong. If I ever offend you as a person, I'm the right person to talk to. Are you hearing me? If I offend, listen. If I offend my son, he does not have the right to go and tell her. It's wrong. Come and tell me and I apologize. I say, I'm sorry. I didn't do it intentionally. But when daughters starts gossiping themselves, their father to the, to the other, it's wrong. I was praying 3 a.m. from 12, I, I went to bed about 3 a.m. God was just speaking a lot of things to me and I'm like, God. He said, go and put this right. There are some people that have missed their maternal and paternal blessing because of how they treat their parents. There are people who respect people outside, but they don't respect their parents at home. Can respect people everywhere, but your parents you don't respect, you don't regard. It's wrong. Even if your parents misbehave, they are still your parents. Don't you misbehave sometimes? You misbehave too. Everybody misbehaves. Praise the Lord. So it's important for us to come to that point. Jesus says, "If you don't bear fruit, what I will do? I cut you off." From today, let me let me let me advise all of us, every one of us. If anybody ever offends you, please go to that person and tell the person. Go straight to the person. Tell the person you offended me. Straight to the person. That is the best way to deal with life issues. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. Come and say, I'm a child of God. You see, what I'm saying right now, I don't know, some people here may be guilty of what I'm talking about. So, don't feel condemned or feel, don't feel condemned, feel convinced, feel convicted rather. If you are guilty of whatever, that's what the word of God does. The word of God will pierce you, eh? That's why the Bible says, it's two-edged. It will cut you this side, it will bless you this side. I know I always preach, you know, you jump, you scream today. Let me pour some some cold water on your head. So that you know that. See, Christianity is not about, it's not about what you have gathered. It's your life. Your life. When you get to heaven tomorrow, God will not ask you, how many mansions did you have? He will ask you, how many lives did you impact with the salvation that I gave you? Praise the Lord. We're going to pray. Look make my life connect me Ah. let me let me just declare to somebody here that in the name of jesus you are reconnected to god did you hear what i just said in the name of jesus you are reconnected back to god i said you are reconnected back to god whatever tampered with your life whatever comes back with your character as a christian may god flush it out of your life i say, may god flush it out of your life let me pray for somebody right now that beginning from today the light of god will exude through you the light of god will shine through you everywhere you go your light will shine Everywhere you go, your light will shine. Everywhere you go, your light will shine. The Bible said the path of the just is like a shining light that shines more and more. May your light begin to shine. I feel it here. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel a reconnection. People are getting reconnected back to God, back to God back to God, that anytime you go on your knees to pray, as you kneel down the heavens open, you can you can connect with God no struggle you don't struggle to connect you go on your knees, you connect with God but when there is a lot of bad heartedness a lot of negative things in the head that starts it starts beclouding your spiritual sensitivity you start losing touch with God that even when God tells you shut up, you can't even hear that God is telling you to shut up may we be connected back to God may our ears be connected back to God may your spirit be connected back to God you know where you have lost God the Bible said the father and the mother of Jesus they went on a three day journey. They did not know that they had already lost Jesus in the crowd. It was after three days they said, Oh, where is Jesus? Some of us we are so busy, so busy with life that you have lost Jesus. You have lost the relationship with God. You have lost the relationship with God. You're, 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 just, you're, just, you're just a Christian by mouth, but there is no more relationship. The way you used to feel about God, you don't feel that way anymore. No no more reverence for God, no more regard for God, no more fear of God. You stay, you, you just live your Christian life anyhow. But I'm praying for you right now that there is a reconnection going on wherever you have been disconnected through the issues of life, through the busyness of life, through the things of life. May God reconnect you to Himself. May God reconnect you to Himself. May God, reco- you see, if I say receive money, now you say Amen, Amen. We we'll be. I'm praying for you now for something very good. You're not saying amen. May God reconnect you to Himself. This is where you have to put in your amen big time. May God reconnect you. Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. What will happen? Every other thing. The problem is that we're seeking other things and putting God second. That is why you can't even get what you're looking for. Because God is like a spare tire. Spare wheel. When this one expires, you bring God. When other things are not working, you bring God. But the true Christian puts God first. Put God first. Put God first. The Bible says, remember where you're falling and repent. So that I don't come and take your candlestick. Where have you fallen? Where have you disconnected from God? before when you read the Bible you cry as you're reading the Bible tears drops out. You, you feel the Holy Ghost some of you can even feel God touching your body but now you are so canal that even when God enters a place you don't even know you don't even know that God is here when God is talking to you you are too deaf to hear what God is saying may God open your spiritual eyes and ears again may your love for God rekindled. May God rekindle your passion for him. May God rekindle your passion. Kamaha. Muzada. I feel God here right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. And I tell you there is surgery going on here. God will have to do some surgery on you. God will have to work on some people here. Work on your heart. Circumcise your heart. So that you can reconnect yourself back to God. Manda, when was the last time somebody corrected you and you said thank you without taking offence? When was the last time somebody somebody complimented you? You said thank you and you were very grateful. But when somebody complimented you, you were saying in your heart, I think they are mocking me some way somehow because your heart you are living a suspicious life. When somebody correct you, said thank you, thank you, thank you. What is wrong with saying thank you when somebody corrects you? Eh? What's wrong with saying thank you? You must let. That's life. Say thank you. Say I appreciate. Send this message later. Say thank you for correcting me. I did not know what I was doing was wrong. But thank you for intervening. (sighs) Let me tell you something. There are people you can't even correct. There are people you can't even help. You can't help them anymore because anytime you help them, they take offense. You can't. You can't be that kind of a Christian. You can't. At work, when they correct you at work, you are crying. At work, they correct you. you are... Some people, you say, let me tell you. You think going to work, every little thing you are crying, you are crying. Who, who told you they are even they are even careful about your tears? Nobody cares about you at work. You go there, you must be strong. hey My boss shouted at me. Hey, my boss shouted, "Hey, you are crying. Is this supposed to pamper you?" Nobody at work loves you. You go there and make your money and get out of there. That's what you're there for. You're not going there to make friends. Hey, you're waiting for someone to, hey, I was sick. My, my, my colleague didn't visit me. So you go back to work. You're frowning at everyone there. You didn't visit me when I was sick. Eh? That's not your family there. No, we need to, that's why I say we need to define relationships. Define relationships. If you don't define relationships, you'll be expecting things where they are not. You'll be be expecting things where you shouldn't expect nothing. Be strong! That's what you do. That's what you do. Go there. When you come to church, church is family, different atmosphere. Home, family, different atmosphere. You're in the train. You don't expect everybody to love you in the train. You're in the taxi. You think everybody will pet you and give you a hug in the taxi? No. That's different environment. Being able, you're able to know what to expect from where. Don't expect too much from your colleagues, from your friends. They can't do any, they can't do much for you. They only attend funeral when a person dies, and that's it. They will never visit your grave. They will never know. They are colleagues. There are people that are confident. There are there are there are relationships that are, that, are, that are that are deep with certain people, that one is another kind of relationship. There's a kind of relationship, the relationship we call blood, blood relationship. That one is another kind of, re- there's a relationship that's called spiritual relationship, another kind of, there's work relationship, another kind of relationship. There are people you only meet for once in your lifetime. you never meet them again. You meet them today, you go to America, you travel, you meet them once, you'll never meet them again until Jesus comes, until Jesus calls you back home. So what you do, that's another kind of relationship. So you don't carry hate from people who would. you remember somebody last time you went to UK, the way somebody treated you in UK, you are still angry with somebody you will never see in your life again. Hallelujah. Look at Joseph when he met his brothers again. Instead of him to kill all of them, he forgave them. He, he understood that blood is thicker than water. You don't hold grudges against blood forever. Hey. Let's, let's not, let's live, okay, let's just live, okay, let's say no, not Christianity this time, normal, common sense, common sense. Blood is thicker than water. I know it started in the days of, of Ken and Abel, when Ken killed his, his own blood. It started then, but it ought not to be so. Jesus says it was not so from the beginning. You, you have to change certain things. Hallelujah some I'm a child of God some I'm a Christian and I behave like one when oh, you believer, be a help be a motivation be a Christian from inside out He's the vine. He's the father. He's the husbandman. And I am the branch. I will bear fruit. He's the vine. His father is the husbandman. And I am the branch. He is, he, is father, he is the vine. His father is the husbandman. And I am the branch. And I be a fruit. Stand on your feet, everybody. He is the vine. His father is the husbandman. I am the branch, and I'll be a fruit. He's the vine, his father is the husbandman. I am the branch. And I'll